This is the Thursday, December 2nd edition of the Daily Wager podcast. We've got you covered with a variety of action for today. So settle in and we'll set you up in 10 minutes or less with everything you need to know heading into the betting day. Welcome to the Daily Wager podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top rated daily fantasy app. It is Thursday. That means it's Tyler Fulgham and Anita Marks, the prop prince with his prop queen, ready to dive into uh, the start of another NFL week. Already to week 13 in the NFL. Uh, We'll touch on some NBA as well. Um, Of course, Anita and I will be on Bet and Daily Wager today, so make sure you peep those on our uh, ESPN2 platform and our YouTube channel, uh, Twitter, Facebook, all the digital platforms you can watch Bet. Um, Let's start with this Thursday night matchup, an interesting one for two teams that played last Thursday on Thanksgiving. Um, two teams that uh, are kind of uh, struggling a little bit right now. One team, though, still much, very much in control of the NFC East and the Dallas Cowboys. The other, the Saints, struggling pace with the Tampa Bay Bucks in the NFC South. This number has moved on Thursday morning. It was Cowboys uh, as a four and a half point favorite um, down in New Orleans. Uh, the total 47 and a half. Um, however, as we are recording this right now around noon Eastern um, and 9 a.m. Pacific, the total has jumped a point and a half. I mean, the side, pardon me, has jumped a uh, point and a half. The Cowboys are now a six point favorite. So that's what we're going to go with here at this moment. Cowboys favored by six, total of 47. Develop a game script for me first and foremost. We'll get to the props, which uh, side or which way of the total are you playing this one, Anita? Yeah, listen, uh, you know, Tyler, I, I believe that the reason that this line has jumped is because news broke this morning that no Alvin Kamara, as well as uh, starting offensive lineman, um, was it Raminsky? Uh, Ramchuk. There you go. Thank you very much. Uh, that, <laughs> the, that the Saints are, are were hoping to get back, and unfortunately – they both have been ruled out. And I think obviously, you know, one could argue Alvin Kamara, one of the best running backs in the NFL, definitely was the main reason this line has jumped. Um, but I'm still on the same side. I love the Saints tonight. I like them plus six. I'm going to use them as a two-team six-point teaser. I'll tease them up to plus 12. I'll align that with Arizona minus one and a half against Chicago this week. Probably my favorite bet is the under at 47. Listen, Dallas is going to be without their head coach, uh, Mike McCarthy, and a few other coaches that are going to be on that sideline. They're also missing an offensive lineman in Terrence Steele. He's out as well. Amari Cooper, even though I'm hearing that he's going to be active, still feeling ill from the effects of COVID-19. And we know how, unfortunately, that illness has affected a number of athletes in regard to their stamina. Cedric Wilson, wide receiver, is out as well. The Cowboys have been struggling to run the ball the last four games. Ezekiel Elliott is dealing with a knee issue. And the Saints, they are great against the run. Like, nobody's been able to run against them for the past two years except the Eagles a few weeks ago. So defensive coordinator Dennis Allen for the Saints, he has a good track record against Dak in two games that that the Saints have faced Dak. One touchdown, an interception, eight sacks, and only 23 total points in those two games. Also, you know me, I'm a huge Taysom Hill fan. Not only did I start the fan club, I am the president. So I'm thrilled <laughs> that Taysom Hill is starting. Three in one in four filling starts last season for Drew Brees. And let's be honest here, okay? This is this is a, 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 a what's not a performance, but this is an audition in regard to Sean Payton and the Saints seriously considering Taysom Hill as the starting quarterback next year. 
And you're talking about a $12 million bump up in salary through 2025 if Taysom Hill starts at the quarterback position and some other incentives in that deal as well. There is a lot on the line for Taysom Hill tonight and moving forward. I expect him to see him shine. So uh, a number of reasons why I think this is going to be a close game. So give me the Saints plus the points. Again, I'm going to use them as a two-team, six-point teaser. And probably my favorite play is the under because I think Dallas and that offense is going to struggle. They're not going to be able to run the football. And when you you become one-dimensional, it's very, very difficult to, uh, to, to score against the Saints defense. All right. Uh, here's the good news. We're in agreement on the total. Uh, I think most people that uh, – I was on Daily Wager yesterday with Doug and uh, Joe, of course, and I think we're all in agreement that the under 47 is the play here. So that's the kiss of death, uh, first and foremost. Um, but I, I disagree a little bit on the other on, – on the side. Now, I, I love Dallas at – uh, minus four and a half. Um, now that it's minus six, there's a little bit of trepidation there, but I can't bring myself to back um, the home do- uh, dog, New Orleans Saints. Um, because of some of these issues, this is now their third starting quarterback, although Taysom Hill knows the system. It's a different type of playbook when he's in there. Of course, Alvin Kamara not going to be there. Um, Ryan Ramchek, who is an all-pro caliber right tackle, and Taron Armstead, who's an all-pro caliber left tackle, even if he's in there. Um, those are your bookends who might not be available. And guess who is coming back to the Dallas Cowboys? their best pass rusher, um, Demarcus Lawrence. And they still have a guy like Micah Parsons who can drop down to uh, the defensive line and rush the passer on third downs uh, while playing the uh, first two downs at the linebacker spot. This could also be, Anita, the first game all season where the Cowboys have Dak, Zeke, Tyron Smith, Zach Martin, CeeDee Lamb, Michael Gallup, and Amari Cooper all together on offense. Now, they'll be without their head coach, but Kellen Moore is the ones calling the plays, and he's available there. So... For a team that is, as you pointed out, a pass funnel like the New Orleans Saints, they're awesome defending the run. And even with a great offensive line and two really good running backs and Pollard and Zeke, uh, the best way to attack the Saints defense is with Dak Prescott and his full array of weapons around him. I didn't mention Dalton Schultz either, even though New Orleans is really good at defending the tight end. He's another weapon that is dynamic uh, for Dak to choose to throw to. So I think on the shoulder of Dak and kind of a must-win game for Dallas against a weakened, vulnerable opponent – I'll still lay the six, um, but certainly not as comfortable as the four and a half. I think they can win this game by a touchdown plus the extra point or more. Um, don't like um, laying points with a favorite, especially when I'm thinking the total is going to go under. But I just think the Saints team, almost kind of like the uh, Titans team, that it gave a valiant effort against your boy Mac Jones and the Patriots, but they're just so compromised with all these weapons that they expected to help them put points on the board off the field this season. Um, And again, the Titans played well against the Patriots, but the Patriots ultimately put the screws to them because they're the healthier, better team. And I think that's the case with the Cowboys here. So I loved it more at uh, four and a half. I'll dabble uh, at a six point favorite, but with you, I think they are the under here. It's for me, it's either the Cowboys or nothing, but we're both on the under at least as far as a game script. So good luck on the side. We're in cahoots on the total. Let's get to the props. I know a lot of people come here on Thursday and Monday when we're together uh, because we are the prop queen and the prop prince. So I will let you uh, get it started, prop queen, because I, I, I there was actually a lot that I did like in this. So I'm curious to see where we align. Uh, let's get started on the Dallas side. Let's just go team by team. On the Dallas side, what do you like and why? Yeah, listen, uh, Ezekiel Elliott under 68 and a half rushing and receiving yards. You know, he's dealing with an issue. And, you know, reports are out there that they're looking to rest him. So, which I do believe that he's going to be on a pitch count, contrary to what Jerry Jones had to say on Dallas radio. Mm -hmm. And boy, did he try to hit that home. 
Um, and I've said this before. I like Tony Pollard. Like if I'm the general manager of the Dallas Cowboys, I'm not paying Ezekiel Elliott all that money. I like, like, I, I think Tony Pollard could carry, carry the load. Um, and, and he's a lot better in the passing game as well. So I think we're going to see less. I think we're going to see Ezekiel, Ezekiel Elliott. I think we're going to see him on a pitch count. I think we're going to see a lot more Tony Pollard tonight. I think he's going to get more volume. And again, the saints, they're great against the run in the last two years. They are running backs only average less than they can't even less than four yards per carry against the saints defense. This is what they pride themselves on. The only team that I was able to see run effectively against the saints in the last two years was the Eagles. So um, so I, I'm going under 68 and a half rushing and receiving yards for Ezekiel Elliott. You can get that at minus 115. And also, I think, you know, Dallas knows the only way that you're going to be able to beat uh, the Saints is to pass the ball. So I think Dak chucks the rock a lot. As you pointed out, you know, Amari Cooper is supposed to be active again. How active and attractive is he going to be? We're hearing that he's still feeling the ill effects of COVID-19. Uh, I do like the fact that when Amari Cooper is in, CeeDee Lamb then moves to the slot. He plays the slot 80% of the time. I think he's going to get a lot of targets. And, you know, he's good for yards after the catch as well. So I think they pass the ball a lot. So I'm going Dak Prescott over 35 and a half passing attempts. Um, so those, those are my two favorite Dallas prop bets heading into the game. Yeah, I got three and they correlate with what you were saying. I'm going to play Zeke under 45 and a half rushing yards. Um, he's averaging just a shade, 3.06, uh, over three yards per carry over his last three games. Um, New Orleans, meanwhile, has the best run defense in the NFL, allowing just 3.24 yards per carry it allowed. You couple the fact that I agree with you. I think Tony Pollard's the more explosive runner uh, at this point in the season. He'll vulture some touches. Uh, New Orleans is a pass funnel anyway. So like you said, um, the Cowboys should, um, if they're coaching uh, smartly, attack this uh, defense, not with running the football, even though they have two good running backs and a good offensive line, but they should put the ball in Dak's hands and let Dak make plays. So I'm playing Zeke under 45 and a half rushing yards. I'm playing Tony Pollard over 16 and a half receiving yards because I think Pollard, again, should be on the field a little bit more. Um, the touches for these running backs should come in the pass game more so than it should come in the run game. And Pollard has cleared this mark, at least having 17 receiving yards in eight of the 11 games he has played this season. So slightly under 80 percent um, that he's gone over 17 uh, receiving yards. And then Dalton Schultz, dynamic tight end. Um, has been really, really good this season. Doesn't have much competition at that position with Blake Jarwin on the shelf, but CeeDee Lamb, Michael Gallup, uh, Amari Cooper, plus those running backs all together for the first time in this offense all season long. So I'm going to play Dalton Schultz under three and a half receptions at plus 130. As long as it stays a, you know, a juicy uh, return at plus 130, I'll play this. Um, but again, all these guys are available now for Dak to throw the football to the target um, distribution is not concentrated. It's spread out now. And new Orleans is really, really dynamic at defending tight ends because they have really good athletic linebackers that just match up well with tight ends in this league because uh, they can cover athletic players like Dalton Schultz. So Zeke under 45 and a half rushing yards, Pollard over 16 and a half receiving yards, Dalton Schultz plus plus one thirty under three and a half receptions to the new Orleans side of the equation. What do you like for the home team? As far as the prop market is concerned. No surprise here. Taysom Hill over 36 <laughs> rushing yards. <laughs> Let me stop you right there. I agree. Oh. It's written down on my play sheet as well. Taysom Hill over 36 <laughs> and a half rushing yards. Surprise, surprise. 
And anytime touchdown that you could get at plus 127, he had four fill-in starts last season for Drew Brees. He ran the ball 39 times. He had four rushing touchdowns. And, you know, he brings, as we know, he brings a different element, a different offense that Sean Payton schemes for. Sean Payton, one of the best in the business when it comes to that. And as I said earlier, listen, this is an audition for the ne- for next season. Dude, we're talking about $12 million more per year in his contract if he gets that starting quarterback job through 2025. So a lot is on the line for Taysom Hill tonight. Um, I think he balls out. So again, over 36 and a half rushing yards and anytime touchdown at plus 127. All right. Uh, we agree about Taysom. Only uh, other one I'm going to add on the New Orleans side is wide receiver Traquan Smith under 40 and a half receiving yards. Um, obviously, Taysom just brings a different type of game uh, to the offense than uh, Trevor Simeon does. I expect uh, the Saints to run the ball more uh, on design runs and throw the ball less. Although Taysom is a little bit more aggressive pushing the ball down the field, I just don't think the efficiency and the connection is going to be there with Traquan. So of all the pass catchers in New Orleans, he has the highest highest yardage prop total. And I'm going to go under 40 and a half for Traquan Smith, thinking that Taysom Hill takes away opportunity from each and every receiver and uh, Dallas, even though their defense has been a little spotty, giving up big plays can put someone like Trevon Diggs on Traquan Smith and try and erase him. So that one, I don't love as much as Taysom, but uh, again, I think there's going to be a couple of unders in the new Orleans passing game market that we want to try and hit. And I'm identifying Traquan Smith as the uh, one that I'm going to look at mostly there. All right. That'll do it for, or Thursday night football, I should say, uh, with the Saints and the um, Dallas Cowboys. Meanwhile, we do have a uh, NBA slate that we can dive into. Anita, anything sticking out to you? Yeah, there's there's two plays that I like. Embrace yourself. Uh, I am going with the Pistons plus 13 against the Suns. Also, I like the under at 208 and a half. Dare I say this is a trap game for the Suns? Keep in mind, there's a rematch with the Warriors right on the horizon on Friday. Booker is out with a hamstring issue. Uh, Detroit, uh, their losses, when you look at that, they've lost by 11 points or fewer. And Cunningham really has been looking good as of late. So, listen, uh, the Suns going to win. I believe they will. But give me the give me Pistons with the points. I don't think that, you know, they're, they're not that great, but they're not that bad. Yeah. And, again, I like the under there. And last but not least, give me the Spurs plus four. I'm also going to play them on the money line at plus 170 tonight against the Trailblazers. No surprise here, right? Damian Lillard is out with an abdomen injury. They're also not going to have Little, who's dealing with an ankle. Powell is questionable. They don't have a lot of depth on their bench. And the Spurs, they're getting healthier. They've won two straight. And, uh, you know, their last three games against the Trailblazers, they've averaged 111 points. They've shot 54%. And their defense is a bit improving. The under has hit six of their last seven games against opponents in the Northwest division. So, um, you know, I, I do like the Spurs. I think they keep it close. So give me the points and don't be surprised if they upset the trailblazer. So I am going to take them on the money line at plus plus one seventy. Yeah. I definitely like what you're selling there in that, uh, Portland San Antonio game. I'm, I'm going to dabble a little bit in that game with DeJounte Murray to have a triple double at plus 400. Um, he's done it twice in his last seven games He's had four double doubles on top of those triple doubles in his last seven games. So a double double at the very least in six of his last seven games, he's averaging 22 points, 9.9 rebounds and like eight and a half assists in those matchups. I think he'll be the catalyst driving them uh, against Portland uh, to potentially not only covering, but a win as well. Um, back to that Suns uh, Pistons game though. Definitely concerned 
concerning uh, laying that much in a potential letdown spot, sandwich spot, as you pointed out. I definitely, definitely understand that. I would lean the sun side, but there's certainly not a lot of conviction there. I think the smarter way for me or the more um, confident way for me to play this game is the Pistons team total under 97 and a half. They are 30th in the NBA in offensive rating. Meanwhile, the Suns are second in the NBA in defensive rating. Um, I also like the under for the game, uh, removing uh, Booker and his offensive prowess, I think uh, helps that as well. But that team total of 97 and a half for the Pistons, I would play that under as well because of the way the Suns can match up. Mikael Bridges is a defensive player of the year, caliber player. He can lock up whoever he needs to, whether it's Cade Cunningham, Sadiq Bey, or Jeremy Grant. Um, so those are some guys uh, I would consider playing the under on their point totals um, because whichever one you think Mikhail Bridges is going to guard, play the under there. Um, I can see it be Cunningham since he's kind of the catalyst and just try and uh, cut the head of the snake off, so to speak, if you are um, uh, the Suns. But uh, I'm definitely thinking the Suns win that game and it's a low scoring game, especially on the Pistons side. They struggle big time uh, to put points on the board. A couple of props that I like as well. Um, Alec Burks, New York Knicks, over 16 and a half points uh, for Burks tonight. Um, I don't think this market's adjusted enough for the fact that Kimba Walker is out of the rotation for the New York Knicks. And Alec Burks is now the starting point guard. Um, they're playing the Bulls. It's at Madison Square Garden, though. Bulls can play some tough deep defense. But in the two games since Burks has entered um, the starting rotation and Kimba Walker has been taken out of the starter, out of the rotation completely. Burks has averaged 39 minutes. That's Tom Thibodeau classic right there. Plays his starters, big minutes and 24 points per game. So I don't think the market's caught up to Burks's new role uh, with Kimba out of the rotation. I want to play that over 16 and a half. Um, and that's the only other, yeah, that's the only other uh, prop that I want to mention besides the others in the two games that you brought forth. So, yeah, that's it for today's uh, Daily Wager podcast. Of course, when Anita and I get on the mic, a little bit more than 10 minutes of the bets and conversation that you need. But hopefully you do enjoy the information and are entertained by us having a little fun. Please do not forget to rate, review, and subscribe if you're enjoying the show. It helps us out tremendously. Good luck on your Thursday card, and we'll talk to you tomorrow on the Daily Wager podcast. 